ain't no money in poetry That's what sets a poet free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie Day play. We play all day. Ricky is on the schedule from 10 to 6.30. I'm off at 4, which means there's no hope I can give her a ride home naturally. It hasn't become a regular thing like I was hoping, but last Wednesday she asked me for a ride, but Siegel, the bearded roommate guy, ended up picking her up anyway. The day is going to be a pain. The boys and girls department is revamping. Racks need to be moved, and shirts need to be hung in different places. Color schemes balanced. This happens at least once a month depending on holidays and new product lines. Again, you buy what we tell you to buy. If shirt A is located in the back of the department and is being outsold by shirt B located at the front, they simply switch. Now you'll buy shirt A. Dance, puppet. Dance for consumerism. This is actually one of the more exciting parts of my jobs, of life actually, which seems to be passing by faster than usual. 10 o'clock and Ricky walks to the doors. My heart rate picks up. She walks by the fitting room and makes eye contact with me. I almost shit myself as I notice half a smile as she walks over to me. How's COD today, <laughs> Hey, Ricky. You look like, um, uh, it's Leslie, I think. Not really sure. Sort of in over my head with this revamp. The beads are on her khaki today on the right leg, one at the ankle, the other just below her knee. Her hair is in pigtails. There's a bandage over her right forearm. There's a white stain on her shoulder, probably formula. No one is ever really asked to work with me. I usually get left alone to complete tasks. Every quarterly status, my areas for improvement have always been collaboration. Ricky comes back with a smile on her face. This day has suddenly gotten better. My Buffy fantasy comes on with full strength and I have to pull back. I've seen enough movies. Try too hard, lose the girl. Act mysterious, get interest. We work side by side for the rest of my shift. I struggle as usual to find conversations that I feel appropriate. I'm still dying to know about the kid and the tattoos and the strange furry man that dwells with her. However, I find out many things. She's moved here recently to escape some bad family stuff. Without going into much detail, I gather it's a difference in lifestyles. She's 22, younger than I thought. Pop culture isn't her strong suit. References to movies and television shows fall flat. She gives me polite smiles and tells me she doesn't have much time for television. We are both asked to close the store. It's been a crazy day with the usual people calling out. I think it's Mother's Day or Labor Day or one of those that demand barbecue and beer. I wait until Ricky agrees, knowing this means more time with her. I have no idea where our next chance will be to work together. However, I start to worry that my encounters with her should come in waves of awesomeness instead of long periods of time where the real me could come out and she'll realize how boring I am. Acting like an interesting person is exhausting. Ricky and I start stocking girls' accessories, which mostly consist of fake silver necklaces and earrings with Japanese cats and monkeys with oddly large eyes. 
Jesus, I can't believe how much of this stuff is sold down. I checked the in-stock percentages this morning, and we're at 97% full. Very strange, Ricky adds with a tone of disinterest. It's funny, really. When the pieces add up days after, it would have made sense. That punchline you fake to laugh at for only to wake up in the middle of the night giggling when the wires finally connect. Night fight. We fight all night. We go out at 11. Like the gentleman I'm attempting to be, I waited for Ricky's ride to show. Praying harder than a child before Christmas that Siegel McBeardy would be a no-show. I made promises to God about being a better person and going to church my next off Sunday if he could Siegfried and Roy a dead battery or David Copperfield the fluffy one's keys. 11.30 came and went, and Furry was nowhere to be seen. I opened the passenger drawer and caught her eye, indicating with my head in a nod that a ride was available. With a you cheesy bastard-like smile, Ricky walked to my car and sat down. I closed the door, now questioning how many people saw me pull a move deemed archaic since the invention of automatic unlock keychains. I really appreciate this. This is the second time you've taken me home. If we were dating, you'd probably get lucky tonight, huh? I shit. Ha <laughs> ha, um, yeah, it's, it's really no problem, you know. I, I, I like to drive at night. However, I feel I at least owe you a dinner and a few beers. Just for the gas money anyway, will you come in? The apartment is dramatically different from my short view weeks ago. The furniture is new, black leather sofas and armchairs, mahogany coffee table and a television so thin it magically appeared like an illusion as I walked past it. Siegel comes in from the back room carefully shutting the door. Just got her down. Nightmares. He's wearing clothing from the Venture line we received last week. Silver bracelet on his right arm. The pants alone would cost more than Ricky should have made last week considering her age and hourly rate. Hey, bro. Hey, you been alright? I like the place. I stammer out hoping it sounded like words people say. Nothing but good things and such. Can I grab you a beer or turkey leg or something? It's fucking great you're here, man. We've been trying... Seagull! Ricky interrupted. Can you get that beer for us? You're talking his head off and he hasn't even sat down, huh? A stern look passed between Ricky and Siegel. In a way I feel I should pick up on. I plan to buy a book on body language. I break the silence. So how long have you two lived together? Well, since we were kids, I guess. We were raised together in the, uh, where we come from, in New Mexico. The beer I sip tastes like blueberry. So do you have any family? A sister, handful of nephews, and increasingly large frequency. Oh yeah, she's pregnant. When's the baby coming anyways? Jesus Christ, Seagull! We, we just worked a double! Grab the remote! Quit! Let's drink beer! Find something on the DVR! There was a Firefly Marathon on last week I recorded! Do you like Josh Whedon, huh? The part of me that thought maybe this was all in my head, that this was lust, that maybe I was just being crazy, was gone. I was completely lost in her now. Siegel's random curiosity into my family history left me unnerved, mostly because he just asked one of the basic questions all people are supposed to ask about a pregnant woman. Sadly, I had no idea how far along Susie was. I was grateful for Ricky to change the subject. 
Now I didn't have to admit that family values are essentially an afterthought and that I am indeed quite the shitty uncle. I keep thinking about that baby. That baby still couldn't be Ricky's. There are no signs here. The fatter upper arms and the unwillingness to show abdominal skin. No pictures displayed from the company photo studios. She hasn't even talked about it or mentioned their name. I'm just trying to find out more about your new friend, Rick. Which happens organically through normal human conversation. Currently, you're coming off as a jealous boyfriend, which you're not, or an interrogator, which is embarrassing for both of us, huh? Embarrassing? Embarrassing for me because he's my friend and I don't want him uncomfortable. Embarrassing for you because you're obvious and you suck at it, huh? Well then how about I don't beat around the friggin' bush and tell your buddy exactly why he's here? Why you gave him your feminine charms? Why you refuse to tuck in your undershirt so when you bend over he can peek down hoping to see skin or maybe the tip of your ass crack? Why don't we just tell him why he's here in the first place? Or maybe he thinks it's the night where someone finally touches his naughty bits and maybe a headboard pays the ultimate price. Fuck you, Seagull! Come on, Thomas! Let's go for a walk! Just when the story was picking up, oh, it shut us down. We are left hanging. What in the world? We are really letting the listeners on a this. That's a cliffhanger. That is a cliffhanger. There's a lot know. of baby talk, and I don't mean goo goo gaga. Oh, I hate this. I hate this. Stop it. Everybody stop what you're doing. You said baby talk. You said baby This doll. is episode 15 of Cold Dog Soup, retail part four. Baby wavy. Baby wavy. Suck, suck, num, num. Act so crazy. Baby wavy, suck, suck, num, num. <laughs> well, when we last left our... I don't know. Is, is he a hero? That's the, that. That is a good question. We um. <laughs> no, I just thought of something. If you rearrange the letters of retail, can you relate to oh, the story? And that's an anagram. Oh. That's an anagram. That's, that's, an anagram. An anagram. that's an anagram. It's not just a fucking anagram. <laughs> can you chill out, Joseph? <laughs> no. Well, when we last never chill out. <laughs> when we last left our paramour <laughs> again, Hankins. So good, so good, so 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 good. He had just went to a gas station, mm-hmm. and the Middle Eastern stereotype that this writer has has put upon us. Amir. 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 I wish it had been Amir Cat. The usual. That's all I wanted. Have y'all heard about no. the new Lion King? No, we haven't. I know Beyonce's in it. Uh, Billy Eichner from Difficult People is uh, 
the not fat one. So either Timon or Pumbaa. The meerkat. <laughs> and Seth Rogen is the oh. is Pumbaa. And, uh, what's his name? The HBO guy. No. John Oliver is the, the bird. John Oliver is Iago. And your favorite and mine, Childish Gambino himself, oh, is young Simba or old Simba. One of the two. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is nowhere on this project. Damn. Y'all know a lot more about The Lion King I than I do. I just can't wait to be <laughs> Came out on VHS on my birthday, 1993. So we are 1993. in... 1993. Re- <laughs> hey! Oh! Hey! Oh! Ghetto bastard. Living in the thing and stuff. We are in... Episode four of retail. Who's that with R E T A L E? Who's that with R E T A L E? Shout out to Kitty Cats. I'm still waiting for the exciting incident to occur. This you would think a so, story writer would have at least presented <laughs> some damn. sort of action it's, by I mean, now. It's just talking about how terrible the object of his affection looks and descriptions store. of dirty apartments. And store. And and, and retail jargon. Yeah. When is the exciting incident going to happen? Well, one would think... We got left on a pretty big cliffhanger. Yeah, you only drank six beers, and so yeah, like you usually garbage 12, and like the chapstick. But that's Gosh. the thing, though. I, I already went through that. It's a coming-of-age story, guys. How old is the narrator? Because he could be 45. I'm, I'm, I'm landing on 45. He mentions that he talks to Ricky at some point, and they have a little back and forth. She's 22, and he, he mentions he's older. How old is this guy? He's worked at the company for eight years. So let's assume he got that job. At least 16. At, tw- at, he's at, at least, least 16. Yeah, 24 minimum. I figure this guy probably went to college, right? He talks later about going to... Well, you can work through college. I don't think this so. This guy I did think, not graduate. I no, think this yeah, guy yeah, got oh, out of college yeah. thinking he was going to take on the world. Yeah. Probably got some sort of... I'm sorry, the writer or, or the... Tommy boy. There's no difference. Yeah. Uh, draw one in the same, you think? One in the same. Uh, probably. I hope not. Probably thinks he's going to take on a, got a humanitarian, uh, what, a humanities degree. Oh, yes. You Something know, liberal He's going to write. He's going to write. It didn't come through, so he started. This is totally the Sean Major story. <laughs> this guy, this guy, like, if you would ask this guy's favorite books, it's just like all 101 shit. It's, uh, it's yeah. like, uh, like, yeah, my favorite books are, uh, you know, Catcher in the Rye, On the Road. And fucking Milton, the the kite the kite runner, just to have something yeah. Like yeah, yeah, post nineteen yeah. seventy. Right, 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 right. Um, Man, I hate it on the road. I've never read it actually. It's again very similar to this story. It's, like, it's Kerouac. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just sounds Kerouac's on and on the road, but it's uh, it's an it's I can't deal with a protagonist that I don't like. Yeah. Much like this story, yes. yes, it's difficult. It really is difficult because there is. I, I genuinely believe that this writer intended Tommy Boy to have to be an entry point for the reader, but he's so unlikable yes. and he likes nothing that no one would talk to this fucking guy, Mm-mm. which we will get to in this part where he exactly. says no one's ever asked to sure. work with me. Because you're awful, and not to mention the hygiene. You have to have something like you have to have something a relatable characteristic. I'm I'm no creative writing scholar. I'm no Frank Colazzo. Right, but I am not. I I do know that you have to present some opportunity to the reader to actually engage with your character. Yes, 
hasn't happened, and we are in the throes of this novella. And he's not right. There's there's nothing that tells us that he's writing that th- this is not um, Ignatius from Confederacy of Dunces. It's not like oh look at this guy, he's a doofus. That's not what this is. Yeah. He is writing this in a way. And I think I asked you or you this. Um, I don't know your names both <laughs> before you got here. Matt. Again, we are both here in Montgomery. The Gump. The Gump. The Gump. Um, and while Matt uh, Creel was was kind enough to help me put together a fucking TV stand today, I'm sure he means did for me. And no, while no. I fucked it was around a team on project. YouTube, he did a lot of the getting up and down because my body's broken. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the um, don't worry, there was a lot of lingo. There was something called the slat that we had to deal with. <laughs> but we had so, to deal with putting the slat and working the crane. So, so, truck. But so mm-hmm. I zoning. I, I was like, did you, know, you have a planogram for this? We did. I started, it went in the back. I started. I, I was saying something, and I was like, "Yeah, we need to. Uh, we'll, we'll get that figured out once. Uh, God, what's his name gets here? <laughs> yeah, we, he blanked on your name. And I was so like, blanked. And then I was like, he could have looked looked at me and remembered it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the same your name. name. I could have just said, <laughs> Anyway, um, I. I mean, do we have to get back to retail? Can we just talk about putting together the TV stand? This is episode six of That's Disgusting. It took about an hour, hour and a half. We had all the parts laid out. We had to unbox it. The box was heavy. We can't, we can't do this. Oh. We a podcast do this. called Stand By Me, where we talk about TV stands we put them together. Uh, we rate them. We review them. And we like them. That's really good. Sports. Like, link, subscribe. Stand By Me. Oh, stand. stand Wait, is Benny King here? There's a rose. So, I mean, get to it. Well, get, yeah. Something that, that the author starts here, for some reason, uh, page 16, 17 <laughs> of 28, he now starts, we talked earlier about random line breaks where like one chapter will be six, six pages, another one will be like six lines. The writer now starts... Sub subheadlines, <laughs> and that's where we're picking chapter up chapter titles. Maybe day play. We play all day. Day day play. I say day, day play. We play. We all play day all day. day. My favorite scene. I like it anytime me and Chris sing. Which uh, you guys on episode two went a little bit too far with that police song. Dr. Seuss. Not far enough, as far Do- as I'm concerned. Okay, so Dr. Seuss, if you Google Day Play, We Play All Day, there's a Google, there's there's a quote that just says, Day Play, We Play All Day, Night Fight, We Fight All Night. So, it's it's from Hop, Hop on Pop. And, and we know, the, the audience doesn't know where, where this book is going, but we know where this ends, and that makes total sense. Hop on Pop, it's about kids, the formula stains, the baby... Um, that's the connection? That's pretty I, loose, that's, man. That's where I'm starting. I don't like it. But for some reason... I thought the, he's talking about the day play is like, we're working together during the day. We're going to play this game. Oh, I'm sure he you is. And I. I'm sure there's yeah, multiple. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he's trying gotcha. to make that very clumsy connection. But you, do you think he's on this extra level that we don't get? There's an episode of Family Guy where... Stewie is like sneaking in to steal Brian's keys because he wants to drive his car. And Brian is type is typing a book, and he's like, "Okay, what are we? What kind of magic is gonna come out of these fingers today? Uh, we're gonna name the the character uh, Norm Hull. 
Because he's a normal guy, but that's just for the scholars hundred years from now. That's what like this this author is. So thinking. it's very rudimentary, elementary sort of yeah, it's, dribble we're getting if, here. If, if you remember, it was like episode one or two of Cold Dog Soup when I talked about a lost short story that I wrote called Two Birds in Hardship. And it was like Tommy Bird from Hardship, North Carolina. Yeah. And I think I wrote it like in, in seventh grade or something like that. It was the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Aside from the other 14 poems of mine that we've done. Um, and it's, it's just like, it's, it's that kind of stuff. It's like, I, I remember there was some 10th grade English class that, that I took. It was some story with a guy named William Armstrong. And it's like, his name is Will because he has a, a strong Iron will. will yeah. And Armstrong, you know, that's what guys like should be and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is a little ham-fisted, right? <laughs> like, I'm fucking like... 15 year old like acne ridden I don't know I kind of like I like descriptive names you know Daffy Duck <laughs> Bugs Bunny how is that really lets me know what's going on man lets me know exactly what the character is like don't fucking tease me let me know which is why he's Tom Human <laughs> yeah I think the last name is gonna be Gross Apartment Dipshit <laughs> yeah just lay it all out is, we hadn't seen it in the text yet but I'm pretty sure that's what his last name is it's gross apartment dipshit well we haven't gotten to we're still on the first line yes yeah. we don't want to even start because yeah. we know once we get rolling it's going to be a long disaster hard ride but speaking of rides the, the the bulk of the action in this story thus far has been driven by Tommy Boy Wanting to give Ricky a ride back to the black part of town, which mu- that speaks to how much he must love this brawl. And he again, has put his racism aside uh-huh. to, to take and this his, young his, lady. And surely his being petrified every time he goes to her house, especially at night, because sometimes you know, they're, they're working night, night shifts and he has to roll in there in the like late hours yeah. when the goons is out. When you can't wear hoodies. <laughs> Question. Question to the... To, uh, Hit us with it. Uh, and if listeners remember, the author described Ricky's residence as the black part of town. Is he doing that affectionately by any chance? No. Just making How sure. How could that no. be affectionate? No. Ooh, says a lot about you. Huh? Well, um, <laughs> I guess so. Maybe... maybe Oh God! Maybe uh, he Tom, doesn't say the rich maybe, part of town or the nice part of town. Maybe Tommy. So that's why I don't think it's affectionate. Maybe Tommy is talking about. I long to live in a city oh, that actually has urban decay. <laughs> oh, that actually has character. That actually has a personality. Um, he doesn't like su- the suburbs and whatnot. Yeah, the, the Bed he Bath and Beyond on the every suburbs corner. Released on December. In the suburbs, September 11th, um, Do you think that's really what he's getting at? That he hates no. this corporate idea? No, he's, he's not. Wants, no, he's definitely he not. He's like yeah, no. But this I'm, is this I'm, is I'm not, not a love. That. This is I'm not just... a love letter to the urban. No, no, no. of sorts. Uh-uh. Okay, this isn't a Halloween parade by Lou Reed. It's not about that at all. More time mathematics. As he's working Did out. Did he bring up time mathematics? Well, he again. starts doing them. He's, he does. You know, Ricky's on the schedule from 10 also to 6 30. He's off at 4, so he can't give her a ride. He wants this ride home to be their it's, big fucking ritual. Apparently, it's the only time he can get her alone. And I'm sure if he said, hey, I can give you a ride home on these days, it would be that simple. She's not turned him down yet for this ride home. All he's got to do is ask. But the revamp. And then we get more inside. Retail talk 
because there's a big revamp going on. Uh, yeah. And he gets into a thing here that is just more of the uh, of letting us know that nothing in retail is not an a single thing. That's the that's the the common thread. We will we'll dive into that, but I do have to point out that this section in particular, Tommy Boy's goddamn obsessed with Seagull's beard. <laughs> well, we talked about last time. Every time he mentions his name, he might call him Seagull once or twice, but everything else is some reference to the beard. Do the you beard think this is a the young bearded one? Is a subtle gay reference? You know, to have a beard oh. is to have like a cover up lover. You you date a girl, that's your beard. Oh. The, well, as we find out, the persona you put out there for society. There. Um, oh. Yeah, it's in the tea. It's in the tea. Also, Seagull just sounds like a bear. Oh, without it, I don't know what he Is he the power top? No, he's a he's a he's power a, bottom. I think he's a power bottom versatile. Okay. I think. Is, does he like to be called daddy? Does he have a son? Daddy, daddy. I think that this podcast brought to you by DaddyHunt.com. <laughs> oh, tell me that's a site. Oh yeah, that's real. Well, we had the Dad. baby talk earlier. We can have the daddy talk. Now too. it's time for I, daddy. Daddy, I went to. I'm home. Tell you when to die. I was naughty at school. Daddy, won't you peach my coot? So give me a spanking. Wonderland, a bar in Columbia, the Columbia Heights neighborhood of Washington D.C., has a bear night, and I. And I you could clean up down there, baby. Whether I could, am I a bear? Absolutely. You get that beard growing in? Yeah. Nah, but I can't though. I can't connect. Can't connect over here. What you have is fantastic. Oh yeah, I'd went to the fucking bear bar, man. Yeah, I'd be yeah. knee deep in twinks. Yeah, and that wouldn't. I'm out of shape. Cubs, maybe. Yeah. Cubs. Uh, what's the problem. difference between a twink? And a so oh, seventy-five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> About two drinks. Hey. 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 Um, so. Dance, puppet, dance for consumerism. This, this is one of the three pillars of retail. Yes. It is shitty apartments, uh, shitty people dressed shittily, and then retail jargon. Inside jargon. He wants us to know that you know they move merchandise around to maximize the potential of people buying them. By the way, breaking news, people buy <laughs> items that they see versus items that they, they don't, don't see. see. If yeah. shirt A is located in the back of a department and is being sold out by shirt B, they lo- locate it out front, they simply switch. Now you'll buy shirt A. Why, why, why is the company picking winners and losers? They, sh- they don't. I, like, and why are they worried about, is the, like... If shirt A sold out, order some more shirt A. That's the hot seller. That's supply and demand economics. And if you are making less profit on shirt A that has been sold out, why was shirt A up front to begin with? I don't know. Because nothing in retail is an accident. Dance, puppet. Dance, dance, puppet, dance. dance puppet, dance. That's another one of those lines that make me want to punch everything. You because you know how happy... You know you how happy he was when he wrote it. He thought it, it was down. an A plus. Oh my! This is a pillar of this book. This is the one that's going to get me published. And this this goes back to the the shit that I was talking about. Ash, assless chaps. I think, ah! I think in episode two, yeah. it's just like, it's just it's one hundred and one stuff. It's it's basic like intro to jokes. Like sure, dance puppet. <laughs> it, it's just it's stupid. It's it's lazy. It's and then Ricky shows up to work on time. Who's COD today? I don't know what that means. Something on duty. Something on duty. Sure, but again, more inside 
lingo. And he doesn't... Captain on Duty. It's Captain it's on Duty. Yeah. Duty. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, we, we are skipping over the most depressing line so far. Oh, I'm, what is I, it? This is actually what uh, uh, Ricky shows up, or, or I don't know what he's referring to, but this is actually one of the more exciting parts of my job, of my life actually, which seems to be passing by faster than usual. <laughs> what does that mean? So I read an article recently of why, you know, <clears throat> 2007 or 2017 passes by in our minds, a lot quicker uh, than 1997 to 2007. Yeah. Because when we're one, when we go from one to two, that year is 50% of our life. If I'm 34 right now, and the next year of my life goes by, that's 135th of my life. So in our minds, it goes by quicker, and it's depressing as fuck. I like this line. Guys, check mark, check plus one. For retail. No, I don't care for the time mathematics with that theory I don't of any of that I think stuff. he wrote this book. Yeah. He wrote He's this trying book. to sell us on it real hard. In the comments of this, for that line, life passing seems to be faster than usual, <laughs> both Sean and I, <laughs> Sean says, the, so the line is, uh, blah, 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 my life passing faster than usual, Sean Majors wrote in the comments, not quickly enough, Jesus Followed a second later by me, who said, "If only." <laughs> That's very interesting because in my in my document, you beat me to it, yeah. and then and then you responded to mine. We really banged heads <laughs> to get to, that, joke. to that joke. <laughs> yeah. So he's working it out. He's working with Ricky, and but Ricky shows up speaking your comments. Uh, the author writes, "Ricky walks through the doors," and to get back to what we talked in episode three. Uh, <laughs> Ricky is a ghost if she walked through the doors. Literally, she walked through the doors. They didn't swing open. Well, there's those shitty doors that wouldn't open anyways. And she walked through them, man. She just it was like They're a steam, the steam train. Oh, God. Who is the captain on duty today? Leslie. Big we, we, haven't heard Leslie. About, we haven't heard about her. Well, we, we know Leslie is white. Because, <laughs> right, because he didn't tell us she was black. Because he does not tell us she's black. She's of average weight. Because no it's fat, fat ass Leslie. Yes. <laughs> Does he actually? I need to go back to. So he doesn't describe Amir, the night attendant, as Central Asian. Because <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't it's know just where Amir Middle is East. from. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and at that point, he's trying to change. I swear to God, yeah. Steve Bannon wrote this shit. <laughs> like, you whoa. will not replace, replace us. <laughs> what? <laughs> Every time! <laughs> No, it's my fault. I keep prompting this shit. I, I, it's like walking into fucking quicksand. You know it's there, but you you're know, like, it's quicksand. It's, it can't hurt. It's not even a phrase. I don't so, know what that's You know, thing. Ricky wants to work with Tommy Boy. He's Sorry, I'm all excited. And he refers to the beads a fucking gin. And the beads are on her. Now, again, because we already know that nothing in retail is an accident. He says the beads are on her khaki today. No, is he was to her navy. But uh, it has to be a pants, right? It's the pants. It's the pants. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, on her right pants. But, so, so, the, so the thing is, sorry. Yeah, yeah so that's what I'm saying. It's like you wear a navy top, which is just navy. Just navy. It's called navy. And a khaki bottom. So now just you can't khaki. say khaki pants. You You're right khaki now are navy. wearing a black. Yeah. <laughs> Every day of my life, <laughs> I am Every wearing a blue. You're wearing a gray. Yo, dude, where's your gray? Where's your gray, man? No hoodies. 
don't know hoodies. No, no, no. no hoodies. Here, here, hoodies are. <laughs> and now she's got a bandage on her right forearm uh, and a white stain on her shoulder. What do you think that stain is? Uh, let's go. It's been formula, formula, allegedly. He says it's probably formula, but uh, I think you and I know that it can't be formula. Well, the formula for this story is just so... has not come together. Mm-mm. As I've mentioned... Mm-mm. Unrelatable narr- narrator, no exciting <laughs> events. Yeah. When will this end? So, I-, I know there's two more parts after this, but good lord, has like anything happened? To nothing's this point? happened. Like and literally, then, is there any any action that has driven this story? No. Like, we are f- a solid 17 pages in, <laughs> halfway through, and nothing has happened. The 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 formula success, which is plot, not there. Characters, not there. We've developed no care. We don't know any more about anybody. We don't we even don't actually know if Tommy is his name. We we know it's not his name, right? But we exactly. don't know what his actual name is. We don't know his name, his job. I was actually anything. we don't. Was, and how does uh, or how old he is? How does he go from like paper pushing, uh, review given dude to now stocking shelves? Is he? Freelance to do whatever he wants. <laughs> anyway, it's called like, throwing trucks. Oh, he's a utility player. Utility player, Tommy Boy. I, I, I so I was thinking about that earlier because I think that's like the first episode, um, and I think that so he talks. He talks. It might be something as stupid and inane if we know our author and what he's put us through so far for sixteen pages. That his name is just Thomas, and Joseph calls him Tommy Boy. He's like, "That's not my name." It's like it's like if 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 you went by Matthew or you went by Matthew, and someone said Maddie, and or someone something. called you Matt. Yeah, that's not my name, dude. It's like he still thinks that's my name. Oh God, I remember there was a guy in high school. His name was Jason, and we all called him Screech because he looked just like Dustin Diamond. Oh, that's tough. And uh, that's not an easy dude to look like. That's just. That's what he was. I remember seeing that guy a couple years after he graduated working at the Waffle House. I was like, ah, Screech, what's up? Like, not even being... That was his nickname. That was being affected. That was his name. Right. Oh, anyway, it's Jason. I'm like, dude, you still work at the Waffle House? Don't come in here big time in me. Someone Your name me Drew, is Screech. Someone called me Drew Carey one time and it ruined my goddamn life. I don't think it did. <laughs> that guy's really successful. Moon over Parma. Bring my love to me tonight. Hey, you know, 17.3 was showing Drew Carey's <laughs> Decades channel. Goddamn. So nothing happens here. He's so, sad. Nobody ever wanted to work with him. Ricky's working with Ricky him. But Ricky does. They have no conversation to amount to anything save for the big joke he tells. <laughs> Which falls flat as I a mean, board. flat as a fucking pancake. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it's a joke. He, he, it's a joke. He says it's a joke. He says... Oh, I thought he was... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, he, no he, he, he's, he's trying. He, he says, Jesus, yeah. I can't believe how much of this is sold down. I checked the, uh, the in-stock percentage and we're 97% full, meaning, wow, we haven't sold any of this. That's his big joke. I can't believe any how much of this is sold down. We're at 97% full. And Ricky's like, oh, whatever. Woo-hoo. And then he goes on to mansplain. It, it is really funny. When the pieces fall together after a day or so, it'll be really funny. <laughs> he, um, <sighs> it's, it, it, nobody woke up the middle of the night giggling, as he states, to that fucking joke. No, not even once. 
To the point that we didn't register it as a This might be why no one ever asks to, to work, work with him. Well, so, I was going to mention that there's a description of Ricky. You know, he's trying to relate to her. He's doing pop culture references. He even mentions, like, Buffy, which I don't want to get into that discussion oh, we again. We can get into it. No. You know, at Have one time I want to do a podcast called... called the- I'm shaking the nub no, bucket. No, 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 that's gonna hurt our <laughs> listeners' ears. You know, at one point, I was, I was seriously, I seriously wanted to explore a Buffy Boys podcast where, I've, yeah, I've yeah. never watched Buffy. You watched Buffy. Yeah. We will rewatch them and Matt, talk let's about. Let's do it. Let's but do no, it and talk about working out. I am fucking out. I'm fucking out. <laughs> never again. Wait, what? Oh, you? Do, oh, oh, no, I don't want to do it. I think it's a good Fuck idea, it. though. No, there are some good episodes. No. Mm. Well, anyway, he can't relate to her. This girl is apparently never watched TV. Well, you know, she's foreign. Read a magazine. Not American foreign, she's but not, foreign. She's from Mexico, the new version of it. Sure. Ricky's starting to sound hot. If she's got, like, beautiful, sun-kissed olive skin, she's probably pretty hot. She's hot. Remember that unibrow? She's got the beginnings of a unibrow. What's the name Selma of that, that, that famous... Frida yeah, that famous... Uh, Frida, Frida Kahlo? Frida. Yeah. Not hot. No, she wasn't <laughs> She had, like... The, I mean, you know, not physically hot, but she certainly produced some things that changed the she world. She made our brains pretty they say. You will not replace us. <laughs> so no, have we gotten to the point where uh, he talks about basically negging a girl? What is negging a girl? Uh, I think so. No. Yeah, well, yeah, I yeah. Did. He what did. Happened? He I did talk this. about that. Talk yeah, about we, this. We, we, can, yes. you, we'll get there. Can you read this, please? No, but I don't see it. Who could know where it is? Are we on page seventeen? I'm. He does go. I'm controlling. Are you saying necking like necking like negatively negative? That's Uh, a word to to neg. Yeah. So so there was a paragraph. Damn it! I can't find this at all. But I know a lot of n words, and that one is new. (laughs) So I can weave that in and sort of get away with it. That's what we're saying. There's something where where he says, you know. I've, I've I've seen this game before. You you at you. Oh you're, yeah, you want to be mysterious. You don't want to be too. You're mysterious, upfront, and, right, right. and you know. But if you're mysterious, you 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 get more attention. Blah blah blah. If you are a big comedy star, you can lure women back to your hotel room. Say hey. Say hey. You dumb broads want to come back to my hotel room. Like I'm going to jerk name, off right here. You, <laughs> your name is Lewis. That's what's going to happen right now. I'm going to jerk off. You're going to sit there. And you're going to like it because you're dumb women. Right. That's negging. That's negging? <laughs> no, right. that's not. That is not negging. I, my my dog. He's defending oh, Lewis C.K. Okay. I, can't I am not doing that. How are you both the all right and you are paying? This is Bullshit. Somebody's been triggered. What he did, what he did is worse than negging. Negging is just something douchebags do. Like masturbating unwanted in front of women? Yes, I'm saying that's worse. I don't understand what we're even arguing anymore. Anyway, so... Sounds like a chronic masturbator to me. (laughs) Well, I mean... Speaking of, it's did been negging a, was that term? Speaking of, it's been an hour. If we can take a pause, real before before the like Silicon Valley seconds. episode, was that a thing before Silicon Valley? Like, yeah, no, it was. Yeah. But like, was that term? Why? That's the it first was because in so in this paragraph, this is what I've been trying to get to. <laughs> if you guys cannot, if you guys can last twenty minutes without anyway, because um, I can't last twenty minutes. The <laughs> the 
this paragraph that he's talking about is, um, you know, well, uh, I'm just gonna like, you know, uh, when she, she texts me, I'm gonna wait like six hours to text her back. So, you know, I mean, there is there is a philosophy that like, you know, the 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 heart wants that which, you know, retreats from us. Like if if something isn't into us, then we'll, we're going to want them more. But if they're clingy and, and blah, blah, if blah. something doesn't want you to masturbate in front of them, <laughs> you should um, do it. You're going to definitely you do it. Louis, Louis C.K. is not a good guy. Um, but, but so that, that paragraph reminded me of, do you guys remember The Pickup Artist? It was a TV show, I think, on VH1. Was Jay Moore in it? No, no, but we'll get to that. <laughs> I remember that it existed, but And it was a dude with a it. giant fucking velvet top hat, like Tom Petty <laughs> in Don't Come Around Here No More. And he gave guy like a group of guys tips on how to date. And I do. I remember. Was it a reality show? Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. And and he wrote a book, and it was it was called. I think it was called Retail. <laughs> <laughs> That is damn good, but no, and and it, it basically just boiled down to no man, just like you know, walk up to him and you know, give her, neg her, give her, <laughs> I, I keep fucking that chicken. Go, go up, go up, and you know, say like, uh, you know, oh, that's a really great lipstick. It'd be really cool if you could apply that correctly or something like that. Shit. And it's like you know. So you you knock down her self esteem or something like that. So she is now eager to impress you. It's a horrible like. She's hey, it, it doesn't fucking work. I, I would you imagine you've tried it before, huh? <laughs> On many of occasions. I would imagine it doesn't work. You hey, imagine. slut bucket. <laughs> it's, it, you should probably buy a big ass bathing suit. See my nigga Pam. <laughs> it was written by that old bitch. <laughs> Uh huh. But yeah, and, and so that's what this guy sounds sure, like. I sure. mean, and it's uh, God. If you could, if you Google, I, I swear to God, his name was Mysterious or something like that. He had like a stage. Mysterious, name. notorious. Um, can we get to waves of awesomeness? Yeah, let's go. Sure. Can we get to the term waves of there awesomeness. Are, the action kind of starts to pick up. We're getting out of order, and we'll, we'll get back to it. But. Nothing happens between between day oh. play. We play all day, and night fight. We fight all night. Nothing happens. Literally, in retail. nothing happens. Nothing happens in retail. <laughs> I agree. Pop. Uh, there is one thing that Creel uh, commented on. Pop culture is not isn't a strong suit of hers. <laughs> But later in this episode, she knows Joss Whedon, and she recorded all those episodes. She got all the Firefly DVR. Like, Creel accurately points out, just remember this, because he basically contradicts himself oh, like nine words later. Mm-hmm. Um, in the T, in the text, my comments are basically just correcting his grammar and capitalization. Sure, of course, like, naturally. Like your regular comments in life. <laughs> Uh, let me just say, uh, you wouldn't need to pass me right there. Uh, uh, you should be the big robot. I don't think that's how you spell. Uh, uh, there's no U in color. Uh, cancel doesn't have two L's. I I hate it. I hate when people spell cancel with two L's. I've never seen it's that a before. Pro- yeah, who are you talking to? Canceled. Yeah, no, but Canceled. who spells it like that? Idiot. I spell it like Dum dums. Oh. Or the English who invented the language. C-A-N-C-E-L-E-D should, is the proper spelling. Both are acceptable, and I honestly but don't one know. is correct. I get anyway, it. so he spells Mother's Day, M-O-T, lowercase M, lowercase D, Labor Day, lowercase L, lowercase D, or one of those holidays that demands barbecue and beer. God damn it, it's my day, I'm your mother! 
Give me barbecue and beer! There's a big old barbecue. For the Mother's Day brunch. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. We they love the sauce. Smoky butts. They love that barbecue sauce and the sauce sauce. My poor dog is in the background just like Yeah, he, fucking he's day. fucking shivering over there. There's, fucking there's nothing more a mother wants than a nice mac, uh, macaroni uh, arc Mac- Macklemore special concert. Macklemore CD. A Darius Rucker CD. <laughs> Some dairy. Uh-huh. Um, and a brunch time smoked a man fucking gray. shoulder. You know that Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> lyric? She said, I shot a man in gray. Took his wife to Italy. She had a million bucks in when oh, she died. Gosh. I ripped off Bob Dylan. Of <laughs> uh, dolphins make me cry. So, what happens next? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was actually, it does actually, it fucking matter? Jesus, I can't believe this is salt down. So they drive back to the black. So he he, fi- he gets his wish. They close the store, and he gets to slip it in and give this girl a ride home. <laughs> a ride he has home. been creaming about this for a long time because. He wanted to change, and he's got it. And like he was praying. He was praying harder than a child at Christmas, not to baby Jesus, but no. I guess to Saint Saint Nicholas. Yeah, I prefer the line "crying like a church on Sunday," which is a line I ripped off in one of my poems no, from the shot. New Radicals. I can't believe it wasn't Garth Brooks. Um, he was <laughs> and, uh, Siegel McBeardy. Again, not, he. Ta- I'm, I'm sorry. That I'm sorry. Beard, that beard. He keeps. Talking about Siegel, and it's every single time he has to talk about these beards mm-hmm. or his beard. These and it's like beards. just talk about <laughs> just just talk about his beard, yeah. But that beard. Just, that's just that goes. That's all he he only knows people by whatever physical feature is most prominent. That guy's black. That woman's big. That girl's got a chair that would an ass that would dent middle chair. Also, that girl's black, and that guy's black, and that girl's black, and that girl's black. And this part of town is black. black. So he finally gets to take her home at eleven thirty to the black part of town. Unfortunately, Seagull's there, Uh, so like you know. Oh, I'm sorry, Seagull or furry? (laughs) Yeah, what is it? I thought a furry was somebody that dressed up in those costumes and had those conventions. We we don't know know what Seagull's into, and whatever he's in. That's, it's fine, you know. Room, room, you do room, you, room, man. If, if that's that's get what gets you off, gets you off. But get just off. don't do the Louis C.K. route with us. So. Alexa, play "Get Off" by Prince. I unplugged it. Earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. So Ghost of Prince is really will so, shut this podcast down. Yeah, I'll tell you that right <laughs> exactly. Now. He is not fucking around. So he finally gets Ricky home, and unfortunately, Siegel is there. Creel, can you get into <laughs> the way he talks about opening? The chivalrous move of opening a passenger door. It, it is at the top. Yeah, it's at the top of 18. Uh, so he finally gets gets her near the, the car. Top of the 18 to you. Top of the 18 to you. With a you cheesy bastard-like <laughs> smile, Ricky walked to my car and sat down. <laughs> I closed the door, now questioning how many people saw me pull a move deemed archaic no one is since the invention you. of automatic unlock And also, keychains. if somebody sees you opening the door for a girl, they're probably like, oh, cool. Yeah. I'm going to move on with my goddamn life. Like, he's not... I'm, I was going to say, he's not opening the door and, like, patting her ass as she's sitting down or, like, stroking her side, you know? He's just, like, opening the door. I'm not going to... No one is... Oh, let me get you in the seat that I sniff every day. Yeah, that, that's... Every day. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Every sniffing seat. No one is watching him open a door for Ricky. No one is watching him uh, 
by her vinyl stripping, by, by her weather stripping, no one is watching him go through the charade of looking through a file. Hey, if you see Senior, tell her about that file. He's very neurotic, and for somebody that has no friends, no, no friends, life, no self-esteem, no hygiene, no nothing, and apparently, you know, no one's watching this. Guy. And apparently, is so burdened. With acting like an interesting person. <laughs> that is, what that is troubling to me. And I'm mean, sorry, if you're not an interesting person, you can't act like, like that. Every yeah. action of his is just a struggle to look like a regular human, which points to the fact a non-human wrote this. If this entire po- this oh. six-plus uh, part series on retail could be boiled down to one gif, it would be Jack Black drop-kicking Will Ferrell's puppy over a bridge in Anchorman. Because that's what I feel about everybody in this. Oh, I was going to go with... Except for Joseph. I thought you were going to go with like a short-circuit gif. You know, Johnny Five just Come being on. Johnny Five. Because he, he wrote it. balls. Because Johnny Five wrote it. That's, <laughs> that's it. This is a picture of Johnny Five at a computer. I was, that's the gif I, of this I retail. <laughs> I would have gone with... Uh, Flight of the Navigator. Ah, compliance. <laughs> They're remaking it. They are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I want f- in. I want it's fucking in. It's going to be fantastic. In. Yeah, man. Let's, let's fucking invest. It? Let's get some points on the back end. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you cheesy bastard. See, that's a total, like, Mike Myers <laughs> SNL line that he said yes. say all the time. It is. It is. Um... She appreciates. And how come he says cheesy bastard? Isn't it cheeky bastard? Well, it's Ricky. You know, she doesn't understand. Oh, she doesn't have the pop culture. Uh, pop culture but like, you're so. so cheesy, you're opening a door for. Oh, me. you're oh. cheesy. I mean, like, do like putting your jacket into a puddle for a woman to walk over is cheesy because it's unnecessary. Women can walk around puddles, so can men. So can questioning or trans individuals. I closed the door. Now question how many of us hold the move. Deemed archaic since the invention of automatic unlock keychains. I use the word... That is such a troublesome, like, series was, of words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough... That this is, like, be. We- a 12-word description of <laughs> a two my word keys. Action. Keys is the word you want. <laughs> I think... I think Creel just found this author's autobiography titled A Troublesome Series of Words. The Tommy Boy Story. The Tommy Boy Story. That's it. And like, that's not... (laughs) Having keys didn't... It was not the lack of an automatic door opener that necessitated that people open doors for women. It was just a chivalrous move. It's a like, woman you're is... probably holding some stuff, and I'm, I'm just going to get yeah, this for you, you so you can just, don't have to worry about it. If your door is locked, you're still putting in a key, oh, there, yeah, and they, turning it, and yeah. then unlocking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you can get in your car, reach over, and unlock the thing. If, yeah. The, it is just a, it's just chivalry. That's all the move is to open a door for a lady. is just a chivalrous move. Also, this is something that I take issue with that I'm absolutely guilty of. I use the word archaic all the time. Archaic is an archaic word and no one should ever use it. Mm-mm. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. It's an it's a it's a unfortunate use of words. What, what, what was the autobiography again? <laughs> a trouble like a troublesome, a troublesome series, of words. series of words. Um, and then Ricky says, you know, I really appreciate this. You've taken me home again. If we were dating, you'd probably get lucky tonight. And he drops the line of the fucking novel. <laughs> After she says, you'd probably get lucky tonight, two-word sentence, I 
shit. <laughs> that, why, why doesn't he come? That should be his Why doesn't this guy come? That should be his autobiography title. I, comma, shit. shit. No, it's, it's <laughs> can I Can I simplify that and just be shit? <laughs> you don't need the first part. Actually, yes. Again. Okay. Yes. You need an economy of words. of words. Exactly. I mean, he is just so flabbergasted that a human has told him thank you. Human. <laughs> and then made zero, zero, one, one, like zero, zero, one. We were, if we were in a relationship, I'd, I'd lay this meat on you. I'm clearly not going to lay it on you because I, I, we are not a relationship. But he is really flabbergasted by this. It's not a problem at all. And then he says, I like to drive at night. I uh, like to drive at night. If we can get back to I shit for a second, <laughs> if he means that in a literal sense, she would not notice a difference exactly. from, from, her, from nope. her, her sense of smell. Could not tell. Because again, this is a car. Covered with, with cigarette cigarettes. butts, exactly. uh, greasy mailers from the company, uh, old Chicken fast sandwiches. food bags. Yeah. I, I, so I, uh, Thursday or Wednesday of this week, was crazy busy. I, I, I for my lunch hour, and I, crazy in love. I, I, I came home, took my dog out, and that took like forty five minutes. So on my way, on, on my way back. I went through the Burger King drive uh, drive through and like housed like a chicken sandwich and a, and a diet coke while guess who wrote this story? Guess who wrote this story? I this fucking fuck. The original Burger King chicken sandwich. Did you Bread, shit? Lettuce, is that where this chicken. is going? You no, shit no, 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 no. I'm telling you that like <laughs> I shit. I, I, That's the conclusion. No, no, no. I'm telling you that I I knew that there were no trash cans uh, between my parking garage and my office, so I kept. A crumpled up Burger King bag in my car for like 36 hours. I felt like the biggest piece of garbage <laughs> my entire life. This guy lives in garbage again. Loves it. It's it's nuts. So yeah, if he shit, she probably wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> Immaterial. <laughs> All right. So now they I like get, to drive at night. Yes, just that's his cover up line. It did a. Uh, she should have a conversation song. with him, but nice night driving. Nice swimming. <laughs> also mentioned in a. Uh, uh, ooh, not mentioned, but alluded to in a Better Than Ezra song. Oh, God. And that R.E.M. song was playing in my mind. It was Don't Go Back to Rockdale. Three and a half. It's about stealing uh, a, a friend's ashes from a funeral and scattering them in the ocean. That's a, cri- that's a criminal act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Felonious. You don't mess with dead bodies. Speaking of... Felonious monk. Speaking of criminal acts, we finally get a description of a nice apartment. Because now, dramatically, the scene has shifted. Can we go back? I'm sorry to keep doing this. But, so, earlier, we we gave this author shit for saying, my apartment is the same as I left it. Which explains why he's so confused. <laughs> when he gets to the this apartment. The apartment is dramatically different from my short view weeks ago. You know what can happen in, in weeks? weeks? Weeks. Weeks. A lot can happen. Weeks. <laughs> I do. I do. Have to they deliver back. furniture. I do have to. Go Let's do back. the time mathematics. Weeks is like <laughs> twenty-four hours times fourteen. That is plenty of time. Two thousand hours to get some new digs. Get some digs. She's got a job. She's got a paycheck. She's working. I do have to go back to Creel's comment a couple weeks ago when you were like, "Have you ever? <laughs> has your apartment ever changed? Ever?" 
And crew was like, only with burglars. <laughs> for robbers. <laughs> 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 robbers. <laughs> yep. If a gravy robber. robber. Ain't no sheriff here at Gravy Robber. So now there's a whole bunch of cool shit. And again, uh, described too much. Uh, furniture's new, black leather sofa chairs, mahogany coffee, coffee table, and a television so thin it magically appeared like an illusion as I walked past it. Now, technology's pretty good, so these <laughs> flat screen TVs are very thin, but not that thin. You never walk past the TV like. <laughs> And so we we sort of established like the time frame for this like 2005 2008 yeah. texting like, maximum rolling, rolling there in. is no way there's a TV Jesse's that thin that will spook the daylights out of you <laughs> for walking past it. I will say that if like Siegel's definitely a Big Bang Theory kind of guy. So if like all of a sudden like Kelly Cuoco is like just shows up, uh, he lost me. I don't know. Is which one's Blossom? Uh, not that. Like, yeah. If all of a sudden Mayim Bialik shows up, you're like, ghosts! Just sit in it. This did not work out well at all. Yeah. Continuing with the story. <laughs> Note for production meeting. And let me timestamp this no so we can edit this out. I'm fired, aren't I? No, 46 minutes, that, but 40 seconds. Nerd so that's it. So he's terrified of this TV. Uh, (laughs) and they're wearing clothing from the venture line so that must be the fucking top of the line company owned brand this is the marona target line so now they live (laughs) in the the black part of town and they've apparently taken oh they've upgraded they've started stealing from the company that is what we're to believe here they've got a deluxe apartment in the sky sky, yeah yeah Uh not that ricky works at the company and is using her discount Uh uh-huh uh uh-uh, uh, they're stealing Mm-mm. from the company. And she has a silver bracelet on her right arm. Wait, I thought it was on the khaki. Did it switch magically? No, no, no. Seagull, Seagull has the bracelet. Oh, oh that's okay. Seagull. Excuse okay. me. Okay. God forbid. God forbid. So, there, and we know where this story ends up again. And there seems to be. So, we get like the baby references, the constant baby references. The but, baby. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. The baby references. There's a lot of babies. Oh, look at this. Oh, baby. I got a fever. Oh. Give shot <laughs> don't listen to Jenny McCarthy so anti-vax when, when he, he talks about like I don't know where this because the beads are so the beads that he talks about all the time Kratos having a hard time he talks about the beads a lot and then this is where when when at least Hankins and I probably you too we were like there's a lot of silver is this a is it is a werewolf? Fucking a werewolf. The, oh, yeah, this is probably a what, good what time. A silver to, bullet. That's yeah. werewolf. Okay. Time to break from the, the read-through to get to. At this point, we were trying to formulate what, was going on. what the yeah, hell yeah, was exactly. going on. I posited and originally... You get to e- Ecor and Vampire and I-C-H-O-R, which is a homonym of... of Blood. Of Icor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yes, yeah. that's what it was like. Ricky. That's like... So Rick, Ricky backwards is I K K I R, which is a homonym of Icker, which is blood. It's like are they vampires? And there was the whole bit where she nobody could see her, so I thought maybe she was a ghost. And then there was the whole silver bit. So are they werewolf hunters? And then the Buffy shit comes in. So like all that was starting to make some sense yeah, yeah, yeah. at this point. Um, 
but we never got paid off. We no. still didn't know. Can we can we share with the audience where this is actually going? No, Maybe not yet. Not no, yet. No, no, not no. yet. Roller alert. Okay. But the the, I think that, that's why I have such a disgust for this. Is we're only four episodes well, in. Well, that is disgusting. And dear listener, there's two more episodes and there's no ending. <laughs> well, there's two more. <coughs> two more episodes. It's to be continued. Dealing question with the mark. T, and then we're gonna finish this fucking God. story. We're gonna bring and Frank in to finish this. Something story. does happen. It something in happens, the, but in the next episode, does it? I mean, do people chill to the next episode? Is that what happens? They're ready to the next episode. That's for sure. Da, 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 da. Uh, um, but yeah, but we were, we were to this piece point, together the supernatural. I didn't even get that. I was just I, I read it through in one hot read. I was missing these details with the beads and the baby. I don't understand where the beads come in. I didn't even get that, that she was stealing stuff from the store. And I don't think it's confirmed that she is. Well, he says that the pants alone would would cost more than she made in a year. Also, what kind of got? A, they're either paying these 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 workers a pittance, or or, or pants the cost are thousands. Are these are like Louis Vuitton like pants. Or oh wait, something. not a year. Excuse me. Uh, uh, the pants are more than she would have made last week, based on Still. her hourly rate. Nigga, this is venture line. They could dude. be, Let's yeah, they could be like eight hundred dollar pants. This me, is venture line. They could be eight hundred dollar, you know. This is Venture Diamonds line. and shit. I mean, they probably got some sort of pattern on them. And silver beads. Cool. Oh, definitely got some beads Pre, You know how uh, some jeans come pre-stressed? These are definitely pre-formula formula stains. Definitely. Already have the formula already stains there. on. Yeah, they yeah. look worn. Uh, all that. So, Had sex. <laughs> so he's finally in the house. Uh, Siegel got a baby to go to sleep. Siegel's... I think Siegel has like... Siegel, now that he has all this cool furniture and his sister... Friend? Sister friend? I don't know. His Meg White has... That is really good. His Meg White has... Jack and Meg White... This is now... (laughs) Siegel is now Jack White from the White Stripes and and Ricky is now... I I will never not see Ricky as Meg White. Uh, Not Meg White. Um... Siegel is, is, is really confident now. He's like, yeah, <laughs> uh, pretty good things and such. Hey, man. And did, have, we still haven't seen this baby. No, it's just been in the shadows. He's heard, heard a crying baby. and smelled this some diapers. Could legitimately saw some formula. just be like, this could the legitimately baby. just be. The baby, she might hear. This could legitimately just be three men and a little baby playing in the other room. This could be. What if 19. Ricky was the ghost? And that's what I was gonna three. say. Oh, the the long held legend of three men and a baby. Back in the eighties, when VHS was all the rage, a rumor got started. I guess it was confirmed. Yeah, yeah. But there's one scene in the movie where there's, where there's a mysterious, there's a mysterious there's a thing in the background. In the and Tom Selleck and, the, and, and Ted Danson are talking, but in the background, there's, there's a mysterious figure. Baby. That could have been a baby, could have been a cardboard cutout. And then, was definitely And then one of the short people from Wizard of Oz is hanging himself. And then the hung himself. Yeah. Definitely a ghost. And then Brandon I remember Lee recording died. that from WAFF 48. Wait, what? The Three Men and a Baby, when yeah. it aired on oh, regular right, TV. Right, right. Had it on VHS, and we wore a and tape you, like, out. Guys, like, freeze framed it. Guys, guys, guys. There's three of them. There's three of us. Who's Gutenberg? Who's Danson? Who's Tom Selleck? I get to be the power bottom. <laughs> That's all I care about. So that makes them 
<laughs> that makes you Ted Danson. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. You kind of have the, the beard, so you're like the... You're Tom Selleck. Yeah. Yeah. Don't goddamn make me you're Gutenberg! 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 Officer Mahoney. That's you. That's you. Gutenberg was also in the Village People movie, Don't Stop the Music. He also wrote the Bible. He pressed the Bible. Did he? <laughs> Does anybody know Gutenberg's first name? The Steve? Guy, the, guy, the guy who invented the pretty I think it's Johannes. Thing. I think it's Johannes. Oh, it is. Look at the big brain on crew. <laughs> Kahuna Burger! <laughs> oh, yeah. So he gets the baby put to sleep, and now we get into the most socially awkward... Um, I don't know how much of this I can talk about without can John getting mad at I grab you a beer or a turkey leg or something? But there's, there's the... the the, Are they at a renaissance fair? There was a video that got shared amongst our circle of friends that this reminds me of very much. <laughs> with with the guy in the beer, man, I've been ready to go. And that, all that fight we heard in the background of that tape. We'll get to it later. I don't think I heard. Produ- yeah, production me. Production, production me. me. Production I'm, I'm fired, aren't I? Uh, production Good, me. Gutenberg's fired. But yeah, so, so Siegel offers him a beer I, or a turkey leg. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is Siegel... Legitimately, does he? Do they have turkey legs on demand? Good question. He's like, hey, you know, do you want a blah 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 or like a? That's very specific. It's not like, do you want a beer or some chips? Because it's not funny. Or some leftovers. That's not a joke. Turkey leg is oddly specific. Also, is Siegel wearing the shirt from the class? (laughs) I mean, we know it's not now. They've upgraded. We do know it's a holiday. He thinks it's something with barbecue, but could it just be Thanksgiving? Could it have been Thanksgiving and they were they had an extra turkey? But Possible, a, right? But it's a turkey leg. So, yeah. I mean, that could... There are two so, legs and a turkey. Have you ever had a turkey leg on Christmas? Or on Thanksgiving? You can. It's part of the turkey. You, you can. can just slice it. You don't yeah. have a fucking... Where, he's talking. You got two people and they got to feed that DVD of three men and a little baby in the bedroom. <laughs> right. So there's not a lot of food going around. <laughs> probably just grab like a they probably because he, like ravenous werewolf because ooh, because this author is what it, what what he is a weinstein protege <laughs> or, or, or or a pro, uh weinstein is a protege of him you know these uh characters are just grabbing breasts that's on, true on you make a good point uh, either the author is making yet another shit joke or he thinks that people would offer people a turkey leg. Turkey legs. legs. That's the thing. He sets up these characters and who don't have the intellectual stamina to make these jokes. So you don't know if they're... But then he also spends like the actual narration making like the most ludicrous claims in the world... Like, uh, ran, she had something sticking out of her pants when she, uh, when she got out of my, my thing and then, uh, my car and then I, like, sniffed the seat. <laughs> so it's like, you don't know if these people are actually that insane or if they're just making crappy jokes that don't land. That don't I, land. I don't even get how it's a joke. Like, I guess, like, hey, would you like some creme brulee? Yeah, that's Someone's, like, being a, a, a hey, French worker. You, uh, when you, when hey, you, when you I got a beer. Or I have the creme de la creme. A pot of roast with creme de lulu. A, a pot of roast? <laughs> a pot of... By the way, if, you know, that classic question, what would be your last meal? A pot of roast, a pot of roast with, with creme de la creme. <laughs> a pot of roast with creme de la creme sounds uh-huh. like... Who would you? If it sounds like Sean's favorite band, if, uh-huh. if, uh, if you could 
invite anybody living or dead <laughs> to a dinner, what would you have and who would you meet? Oh, I would have a pot of roast with that classic 17th century French <laughs> playwright, Creme de la Croix. <laughs> Alexa, play Diamonds and Pearls by Prince. That would be a much more interesting like dinner than this story. Because Tucker Lake. And then Siegel is incredibly happy that Tommy Boy is there. Like, he stopped, like, hey, you need to turn your leg. Uh, man, it's fucking great you're here, man. We've been drunk. Because the first time, like, they, they had an interaction, it was very cold, very distant. Well, then he made the joke about his name, and that that broke the ice. Hero of the year, huh? Yeah. What if, what if uh, I was just some disgusting fuck, what if my sister was a disgusting fucking fat dude who doesn't, who doesn't deserve to live because he's fucking fat. And black. Would you still pick her up? Would you dude? And this being the black part of town. I have two notes, both on Hankin's production of this, which again, goddamn A+. First of all, the comparison of, it's not an easy thing to play two characters talking to each mm-hmm. other. Uh-uh. And this is probably a, a symptom of some sort of psychotic break, to be <laughs> quite honest with you. The comparison of Tommy Boy and Siegel's voice interacting with each other is so nuts because it sounds like the same person both... When we first started this podcast, Hankins, you, podcast. you, you warned us saying, when you first listen to one of your episodes, you're going to be like, oh my god, is that what I sound like? Tommy Boy and Siegel talking to each other sounds like what somebody actually sounds like. Tommy Boy <laughs> and Siegel is what they think, think they sound like. Siegel sounds oh, like a I cool gotcha. dude. Yeah, I gotcha. yeah. Like, no, you're right. In my mind, I like I sound like a cool dude. When I listen to our podcast in the Throw the Flag Network, uh, Patreon.com/slash/ttf, you can't like I. I'm like this is just. I sound like Professor Frank from The Simpsons. <laughs> hey, this is Sean here. Yeah. Well, typically we got a simile here. We want more Buffy in here. Yeah, uh, can you believe it, Xavier? And then he busts. The week of Columbine. Buffy, oh no! Buffy Where's this going? Where's this going? Buffy the Vampire Slayer dark. was going to air an episode about. Uh, where Buffy could hear thoughts from her fellow high school students, and and one guy was saying, "Oh my God, I'm going to climb up to the bell tower. I'm going to climb to the bell that tower, and, and they're all going to be sad and blah blah blah, and they're gonna they're, they're gonna know that they made some wrong moves and blah blah blah. And then she goes up and confronts the kid, and he was just going to kill himself and not anybody else. And he was like, "No, I wouldn't kill anybody else. I was going to kill myself." And they couldn't run that; they just ran a rerun. I'm fired, aren't I? And then yes. Demon <laughs> I hit mute way before that rant started. You'll so never see the light of day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, anytime you hear long pauses, that means Sean's going on a pointless rant. My mm-hmm. second and my produ- second producer no. Extreme Creel has decided my, to edit. My Creel on the ones and the twos. <laughs> Matt my, Creel, the dump button. My se- <laughs> my second note related to your production is. Genius move to punctuate everything Ricky says with. <laughs> I really felt like I'd locked in at this point we, on who Ricky was. We had a wonderful uh, teacher in college, uh, Professor Frank, Professor Bell, JF. Oh, Julie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. and very smart. She, Maybe the smartest person I've ever met. One of the most wonderful people I ever met, and I completely agree with one of the uh, the smartest claim. Um, she punctuated a lot of her sentences. I noticed this taking her class with right. She did. I, love, I just love that woman. She did. And Ricky punctuates everything she does with like. Uh-huh. 
like, like huh? Siegel is trying to give away some big secret. Apparently, I think Siegel is in such a good mood. He's got his new pants. He's he's got his dope ass pants. He is he and is, that TV. He, he is draped in venture life. <laughs> he is swimming head to toe, man. He's swimming in venture and magic TV. The magic baby's TV. asleep. Finally, DVD is finally. He's got a turkey legs he's out the wazoo. The Z's are covered crazy. from Ted Hansen. <laughs> and he's just like, you know what? We're gonna bring him. We're in. gonna bro the. We fuck got a little something down. going on. You need to get in on this. Get in, and Ricky ain't having it, which is weird. It's very strange. He's like, hey, because he he's he's telling Tommy Boy he's glad he's here, and we've been tr- he's he stopped at we've been try, and fucking Ricky's like, hey, get them beers, dude. You're in here. You're talking. You're yakking, and then it uh-huh. gets weird. <laughs> A stern look is passed from Ricky to Siegel in a way I feel I should pick up on. And you can't possibly pick no, up on No, this guy has no social interpret skills. Interpret any uh, human interaction, yeah. you goddamn if, robot. If two people pass a stern look to somebody, it's because they don't want, want to you say, to pick up? hey, <laughs> don't reveal that we're in a werewolf uh, gambling Don't worry, trick. Hankins and I have been giving that each other despair <laughs> yeah, any time you go like. on one of your rants. It's because you yeah. shouldn't pick up on yes. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so... This is the game. 9-11 version of words. <laughs> Where were you when this story got written? <laughs> For more on horrible reactions to 9-11 in the music industry, uh-huh. check out the Iraq War and the, and episode 5 of That's Discussing, which was probably released like two weeks ago. Planned a book. I plan to buy a book on body language so he can pick up on future stern but glances like, can between I, each other. This is horrible visuals for a podcast, but can I just imitate what I think <laughs> Tommy Boy is going to be? Sean is now for the listening audience, around yes. the table. He's, Sean has picked he's up a book. He's picking up a Beastie Boys book for some reason. I don't know why that's going he's on. He's opening ah, ah, the book. Ah. He's, he's giving a nod of approval. and he's okay. thumbing the page. And he liked what he like saw. Like, <laughs> and now he's dancing in front of a mirror. <laughs> What is He's that? unzipped his pants. <laughs> He's doing the Louis C.K. routine. I have not unzipped my pants. <laughs> I'm like, God damn He's it. Louis C.K. and while John Mayer's daughters play. The, <laughs> Alexa? The, the explicit version. Play Prince's cover of John Mayer's daughters. <laughs> yeah. so, so, you know, the stern look happens. He's feeling a little awkward. So he's, he's asking Ricky where they're from. Ricky says that they were raised together where they come uh-huh. from. By the way... They said they were brother and sister on his Surely, first right? fucking visit. Yeah. Yes. So yes. why would he not take that as gospel? I don't know. I do not. And then, but it's, I think he's. I think he picked up on something because I don't think they are. <sighs> They're from New Mexico, which also flies in the face of them being foreign. Right. <laughs> not American foreign, but foreign. <laughs> Uh, small talk, uh, and then we the find beer out tastes like blueberries. <laughs> where Matt wrote, as an alcoholic, this author surely knows when beer tastes. Good. <laughs> the blueberries means it's good. You can taste that alk. Which a blueberry beer sounds goddamn disgusting. Oh, it is. I've had one, and it's terrible. Oh, I have too. Tastes it's just like blueberries, which is not what. Yeah, beer it's not what you want. Like. Not what you want. And then we find out that. Uh, 
Tommy Boy's sister's pregnant, which we know, but Siegel takes a big interest in Very this. interested in the pregnancy. Oh, she's pregnant? Oh, the baby coming. The baby's coming. And Ricky fucking... Hand Ricky jumps his shit. Ricky just jumps his ass and says, fucking oh, stop, we want to just sit here and chill and find the Firefly Marathon. On the DVR... Again, I keep thinking that this is 2017. It, it existed in 2005. It's, it's probably like, you know, 10 to 15 years ago sure. and like, you know. It's Tivo. Surely. Uh, oh, 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 she, uh, the author does say there was a Firefly Marathon on last week there. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. I'm the asshole. I'm fired, <laughs> uh, Do you like Josh Wheaton? <laughs> and... <laughs> For someone who previously in this episode didn't have didn't understand any cultural references or any pop references, now right. she knows all about. Now it. She they is. have a DVR, and not only do they have technology, she's recorded stuff in advance of this. And which this. means they bought this shit at least a week ago because in order for her to record. <laughs> it. By the way, Firefly is a show that lasted one season, so this is something that she. Either got very lucky that she was paying attention to TV and watching TV in just that eight months, or she watches everything all the time in Firefly Shark. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. Which um, which flies in the face of what happened earlier yeah, in the absolutely. store when she was giving him the cold shoulder about it. And, you know, these two have been spending some time together over Intimate the last time. few weeks. And they both love Joss Whedon so and much. And he, he has nothing not else to talk them. about. Like, yeah. he has... Literally nothing going on. Don't you think that at some point he would just throw out, do you ever watch uh, dumb Josh Whedon shit that Sean loves? <laughs> well, <laughs> and not like, all of it. That would have come up at some point. It took me a week into my new job to talk about the talking heads. Well, that's nothing to be embarrassed about. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying, like, that's just, like, yeah, to, just to conversationally, people, you don't like, want to, you know, the first day, like, hey, here's everything I like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason... Painting that picture of me, I was wearing like an oversized sailor suit. Like Donald Duck? Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. No pants? I'm fired, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Louis C.K. <laughs> Donald D.U.C.K. That is the <laughs> That's the exact type of character description I like. That I know has what to I'm be getting. S- that's I know what I'm getting. That's got to be an SNL. Oh, yeah. oh, Donald D.U.C.K. Oh, oh. That's, that's, that's really pretty good. good. Patton, Patton it writes pending. itself. Patton pending. Patton Oswalt pending. <laughs> that's where I'm going um, with it. So when she says, "Do you like Joss Whedon?" It's just like it's too it's too too convenient. Too yeah, convenient. exactly. Thank it's you. as Thank if you. someone's been doing reconnaissance on him, and now they're trying to lure him into ooh, something. Ooh, ooh, that's what it's ooh. like. Which gets reinforced by Siegel's rant um, because the thing, this thing is really broken down. And, well, hang on, hang on, so. I got lost when I was reading this. Yeah, I, I this never is got tough. what was going on. Like Tommy I, Boy gets gets unnerved by Siegel's curiosity about his family, but these are just three people getting to know each other, and it started with Tommy Boy being like, "Hey, where are you I've guys got a from?" Sister. Yeah, yeah. So this you shouldn't be thrown off by that. So he, he goes in, and again, this is one of those things where like he just makes weird assumptions that everybody is alike. I keep thinking about that baby. That DVD. That baby. <laughs> that baby still couldn't be Ricky's. The signs aren't there. The fat upper arms and unwillingness to show abdominal skin. 
By the way, like women have bodies, and <laughs> they're not all the same. Different women react differently to certain to having a pregnancy. I have seen multiple women who have had many children have rock solid upper bodies that could dent metal chairs. <laughs> I've seen many women who had not rock solid upper bodies who haven't had children. I don't know and why this willingness. No, yeah, I'm not going to show my abdominal skin. Who no calls it skin? From the yeah, also true. You know who calls it that? A Someone robot? who doesn't a have robot. Yeah. a robot. Right. Donnie Five has no skin. <laughs> Stomach. A troublesome use of a troublesome amount of words is what Creole said. Yeah. And some women don't want to show abdominal skin because they're not whores. Also, there it's we go. Not, it's not 1995, and midriffs aren't in. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the lead singer of Sixpence None the Richer. Yeah. If I see a belly, get out of here. <laughs> I know you're not my type. You're a loose woman. You're very loose. I mean, I want to see a belly. <laughs> well, don't we all? I know. She hasn't even talked about her, mentioned their name. No pictures displayed from the company photo studios. I mean, she obviously doesn't have a kid. She, she hasn't, hasn't brought it in. Because take- she hasn't stolen from the company. Stupid ass Olin Mills pictures of it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, you know Tommy Boy goes back to his apartment and he has and he company knows. photo studios photos of just the chicken sandwiches that he <laughs> <laughs> He's like This one has mayonnaise, this one only has pickles. This one's got a hint of lettuce. And then there's one of his no bedroom mysterious. that's open faced and he's like <laughs> Yeah. That's under the bed. The boudoir the, yeah. <laughs> and then Siegel wants to know more about Tommy Boy and fucking Ricky is like, nah dude. And she says, you're coming off as a jealous boyfriend, which you're not. There's so much exposition. It's like, we get it. You don't have to say which you're not. It's like, it's like when um, uh, like somebody's talking on the phone on a TV and they're like, oh, okay, sis. Good to talk to you. It's like, what's that? I, I haven't called you sis since 1996. Right, you're doing the, yeah. Yeah, you're doing the lines. The exposition. Yeah. Beating like, the audience over the head, and it's honestly a little, it's offensive to the audience. Like, yeah, most of this is offensive to the audience. A lot of it is. And All then Siegel gets on what I've got to call a Hankin-style speed ramp, where he is just bang, bang, bang. He is hitting her, and then he says that, uh, again, a troublesome amount of words... Uh, tell him why he's here. Tell him why you gave him your feminine charms. Here you go. <laughs> what? Here's all my feminine charms. What does that even mean? I would imagine it's part of a charm bracelet that has things like a pretty little rose, like a nice little lamb, uh, just a medical drawing of a uterus. <laughs> Very clinical. <laughs> And so isn't, the, uh, <laughs> isn't the term feminine wiles? Yeah. That's the term, right? Wait, wait, what? Is that a feminine charm? Wait, charm. Oh, okay. says feminine charm. I thought you were going to say he typed W-I-L-D. Oh, no, no, no. But yeah, yeah. And then he also wants to know why she refuses to tuck in her undershirt so when you bend over, he can peek down hoping to see skin or just maybe the tip of ass crack. By the way, crack. the tip of the ass crack I've, is not a thing. Uh, yeah, it is that if you're a goddamn robot. <laughs> so we have like the asshole. We got some crack where the buns get. The tip of the ass crack is 
what? Great buns. Where you see the crack? Or before the crack it would just starts? Be cons- it's still crack it's, at that it's point. And which part it's are we talking about? Like the top of the ass or the uh, bottom of the ass? Top, because she's not tucking in her shirt. So. No, 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 no. She's not only not tucking in, she runs. You should. I ain't tucking it in. Well, that should like violate company policy. Well, it correct? should. It definitely should. Well, like, I mean, they're they're off the clock right now, but not when not when she's luring him with her feminine charms, and when she's got that fucking top of that. When she's got the tip of that ass crack showing. The tip. The tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. This is so gross. Again, I'm disgusted. This is. Not as gross as the. Ha ha! She just walked around like she had a surgery on her lower GI. Did she know what her line? It's, but this is bad. It's bad. It's all bad. It's bad. Uh, oh, Ricky didn't say that. It was uh, Tommy. Right? Maybe okay. such a confusing scene. Maybe he thinks this is the night when someone finally touches his naughty bits, and maybe a headboard pays the ultimate price. I don't know if I've ever read a worst group of sentences. It's very, very sloppy. <laughs> Does Naughty not bits. ever... It should not ever be read again. It needs to go into the annals of time I will and say be burned. The or, tips of the annals. Or annals of time. There, there's a character on Buffy. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, button. <laughs> um, but no, he, he would use the... He was like a, a British vampire... And he would use the term naughty bits all the time. And it's very obvious, like, this oh, is... Oh, he's ripping from that. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Um, but, like, I'm sorry. How's your naughty bits doing The there, naughty God? bits, God? Oh, no. Oi, put them away! Put your naughty bits away, isn't it? Hey! And that character's name was Mr. Havisham. From Great Expectations. So, crack open a book sometime! So... I don't understand the headboard pays the... Not a bit dangling, rolling onto the pitch. <laughs> Manchester United... Boy, Poised to take a cracker of a match today. Naughty bits dangling. Naughty bits, naughty bits. Goodbye, England's Rose. Goodbye, you naughty bits. Naughtiest bits. I don't know what that song is. He plays a head... He just talked about it like... Who are you? I'm Sean. <laughs> so the headboard pays the ultimate, ultimate price. price. So like, we're is gonna fuck the headboard. The headboard. <laughs> all right, guys. The headboard is already dead. The tree has been chopped down. Has gone through a factory. Has gone through like a manufacturing process. Has been like plasterized, I mean, cut into bits. It's no longer even. living. It has already paid the ultimate price. No, no. Tonight uh, is the night. If one individual is having sex with fuck another individual. Whole. So vigorously that <laughs> he breaks the that headboard. A headboard is broken. Like again, th- that, that means this- you are like on top of the headboard. <laughs> <laughs> you have positioned yourself like with some contraption of sorts, where one person is like horizontal, the other's vertical, and you're putting all of your weight on the headboard. And again, they have turned the bed, and again, yes. it's over. The headboard like is now the, on the like ground. the cone heads they used to sleep like <laughs> yes. that. That's what's happened this here. This goes back to the assless chaps, like '90s yep. jokes. There is a uh, something. There's some scene in Friends where Rachel, the TV show Friends, where Rachel says, "Well, you know, don't fucking look at each other." Like, no, I've watched Friends. I'm in on this. I'm in on this. I co-sign on this. Well, you know, it's it's not really fun unless a headboard gets broke or something like that. I didn't get that as like a 12 year old kid like listening to it, but like, it's just it's it's cheap. It's it's, the author definitely heard this joke was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put that in. It's and it's dated. Assuming this wasn't written in 95, even if it was like 2005, 
it's still extremely dated. It's cheap and it's lazy. Like it, it, all you have to say is like, oh, someone you, you got. He he really just wants you because he wants like a, to get touched. And that this just end right there. Period. Not even. But Johnny Five had to keep Johnny programming. Five. He's running the, the algorithm in his head. He's like, I've got to take this one more step. They don't get the joke yet, so when I've got to add in this weird reference. robot came to this planet, he like plugged into all TV. Oh, he gets shows the data. Ever, and they all he gets that data, man. Just, Johnny like, Five loved that data. It's a process, and it ends on that series of friends. And he's like, uh, uh, touches his naughty bits, and maybe a head more pays the ultimate it, price. Ultimate Again, price. this is day three of all those monkeys like hammering down. <laughs> on the, yeah, they don't have Macbeth yet. They have retail. Day three is They're retail. Close. Keep working. Keep working, monkeys. Keep fucking that chicken. Fuck you, Siegel. Dance, monkeys, dance. <laughs> dance for dance consumers. for consumers. Come on, Thomas, let's go for a walk. And that is where we end. So we've had some action. We've this at least was... had an argument. We've had an argument. We've had a headboard, possibly. Yes, yeah, something happened. The ghost of a headboard. Uh, did it happen? Pay the uh, ultimate price. <laughs> R.I.P. that headboard. Mm, R.I.P. Too soon. That was a rough one, boys. Faith Evans wrote a song about... Go, 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 go. It's that not was funny. a rough it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. Go, section. Go, go. Please go. Please go. But I promise y'all, I, I do make you this promise. Creel, please I promise deliver you. on the promise. Episode 5, or episode 16. We are rolling into. So we're not breaking this up with another. Uh, that could happen. Something could happen. But the next time we revisit. Something retail, happens, please. Something will definitely, probably happen ish. We Good. have I need something. We this... have untold amounts of apartments to describe. <laughs> yes. Please You're give me more lingo cuz I have not had enough lingo. I've had not had enough dirtiness. Please. On retail. Ugh. He stops and gets an apartment hunter from the company on its way in. He picks up one of those tiny little Is this books. where he just straight up breaks into our apartment too? Yeah. We got a lot no spoilers. No spoilers. We got a lot um I got a lot where this is going so bad. Um, so yeah, I think that, that sums it up for this one. Sean, say that stuff you like to say. Bye guys. Nah, it's not that <laughs> stuff. Thank you very much everybody for listening Production to- Production meeting. Everybody, I'm fired, aren't I? Thank you very much for uh, listening to uh, Cold Dog Soup on the Throw the Flag Network. We have, this is our 15th episode and we enjoy the hell out of this. We receive very, very- Flattering feedback. Uh, it's wonderful to hear from you guys on Twitter, from email. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, th- uh, TTF Network, at TTF Network. You can find us, uh, you can email us at throwtheflagnetwork at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to become a Patreon, uh, support us in a more personal way, you can go to patreon.com, P A T R E O N.com slash TTF and share with your friends. If you like what you're hearing from us, Tell your friends. Uh, again, one of my favorite uh, podcasts right now is the Decomposition Podcast, where they just they make fun of songs like "Absolutely," "The Story of a Girl" by Nine Days, or like we talked about "A Nightmare on My Street" by Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff. And we, um, I mean, I spent yesterday uh, grabbing drinks with my coworkers, telling them about podcasts that, that I've listened to. I got a couple recommendations as well. So spread the word because that's how we thrive. That's how we can add to our production. That's how I can tell less terrible stories. So thank you, everybody. This has been episode 15 of Cold Dog Soup. 
Where next time you will hear the phrase, here we go, house dad to the rescue. Oh God, and the power bombs. This is the Money and poetry, that's what sets a poet free. I've had all the freedom I can stand. You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie, all it takes to get me by. Fool my belly till the day I die. Cold off suit and rainbow pie.